You know, me and my wife went to the movies the other night, we saw Rocky. And I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, there's something about this movie that reminds me of the situation at work, you know? Which Rocky was it? One or two, or three. Uh, one, I think. I don't know. Who's he fighting? Hey, did, did he have a mohawk like Mr. T? Was his manager dead or alive? Yeah. All right, forget Rocky. All right, forget I brought it up. I'm David Rains, local film enthusiast and operator of Rainstorm.com, which is where we're airing this podcast. And with me, as always, is... Beth Accomando, author of the blog Cinema Junkie. Miguel Rodriguez, host of Monster Island Resort. Dante Moran, filmmaker, Inferno Productions. And today's podcast is going to deal with the matter of titling movies and... More specifically, I thought of this in terms of movie sequels, but I don't necessarily want to get off on a tangent yeah, on you do. what sequels mean and whether or not sequels have a place, but just the process of carrying on um, from the first film on into That's the next. That's a series, too. That is a series. Carry on. It is. <laughs> series, franchise. How did you even get to be called franchise? Anybody know? Well, we'll get to that. Anyway, franchise just makes it sound more like money dignified, money making. I guess exactly. so, but I just think franchise. I just think McDonald's, which yeah. reminds me of Mac and Me, and nobody wants that. But see, that's wow, what, we that's were just talking about it, Mac and Me with Sam. That's why we call today. it a franchise now, because it is more mo- like McDonald's. Oh, terrible. It is more like something mass produced. Well, actually, yeah, that's exact, exactly correct. That's true. And before with we can boys. get into the the modern concept of movie titling, we have to go into the history of it and going back to what is generally considered the very first feature-length movie sequel, and that's the sequel to The Birth of a Nation, The Fall of a Nation in 1916 by Thomas Dixon, Jr. It was based on his novel, and he also wrote The Birth of a Nation. So, number one, two things that we know there. Sequels go way, way back. They're nothing new, even though they seem to be proliferating like tribbles right now. They've been around since the dawn of film. But when they first came out, we didn't have this habit of naming everything. They tried to connect the title with whatever was previously in the film series. Fall of a Nation obviously follows off of Birth of a Nation. And then you get series like The Gollum, which incorporates The Gollum in each one of its titles. And going on with The Mark of Zorro and The Sheik and The Thin Man and so on. And then, of course, we have the Universal Monster movies, which I think is also... Miguel, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. The first time that we've had movie crossovers? You know, probably not, but... At least the first that I can yeah, really that, think of. Yeah, if you're going to put me on the spot and I say, am. sure. <laughs> but it's, it's certainly the most well-known and the most widely watched that re- resonates still today is where you start off with various characters with their own stories and own films and then ending up in films together later on in a series like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, something like that. Awesome. And then we just, series upon series upon series, even the jazz singer apparently had a sequel (laughs) called Song of Freedom or something, I can't remember the title. King Kong, Godzilla, of course, the Hammer Mm -hmm. Studios films, James Bond and the Pink Panther. But we don't really get into the numbering of sequels until 1957 with Quatermass 2. Most people select The Godfather, and I would say that The Godfather probably popularized it, but we can't rightfully say that it's the very first one because Quatermass 2 did beat it to the punch. But 
The Godfather Part Two is the one that, in my estimation, ruined movie titles in perpetuity. Because <laughs> from that point on, everything had to be two, 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 two. Um, and it's Coppola's fault directly because Paramount did not want to name it The Godfather Part Two. They wanted to have it a different title, which was the convention up until that point. Mm-hmm. But Coppola was insistent, no, this is the second part, so now we're going to call it Part Two. Um, and before I get off on my own personal rant, what is everybody's personal opinion on numbering movie titles versus giving it a separate title? And I'm going to start with Dante. Well, I did enjoy, you know, Uwe Boll keeping the Blood Rain scene series going with, you know, naming them and not putting a, a two. And, you know, and if there's anyone we cannot contradict, it's Dr. Uwe Boll. That's right. He beat your face. And I wouldn't. <laughs> I love Uwe, and I make no apologies for it. No, he's a, he's a fun guy. Uh, Beth and I have shook his shook his hand. Shuck? Yep. We shucked shuck. his corn, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. You know, I don't know. Sometimes it, it kind of depends on, you know, the film. Like, all right, Piranha, 3D, and then you got 3 D. That's fun. <laughs> Where, well, I mean, if it's a movie like that, it's just a big fucking joke anyway. Yeah, well, like I'm but saying, But Piranha 3D film. is not the third film in the series. No, but uh, with... What we're talking about sequels. So when Correct. we did so that, the sequels, it was, you know, Piranha 3 double D. Whereas the originals, it was Piranha, then Piranha 2, mm-hmm. the spawning. Yeah. Right. And then Piranha 3, something else. That's where you have the, the, the number and then a colon, colon. and then a subtitle. <laughs> right. Because you can't make up your mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it depends on, like, uh, the film. Like, say, Star Wars and it was episodes that were... Yeah. Done by the episodes. But did we get episode until the prequels? Were the episodes there when well, they first came out? We didn't get episode, say, on the marketing material. Right, Like on the I movie mean. posters and stuff like that. And even in the original movies. Because it was Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars was like a very tiny little yeah. little heading just on top just to sort of say, yeah, it's Star Wars. But it wasn't like Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back. We just said the, the Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. back. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, when the Phantom Menace came along, the biggest, boldest name on the on the poster was Episode One. It's like that's like the most boring part of the title. Why would mm-hmm. you do that, Miguel? What's your theory on naming? Versus why would they do that? I know why they do that because what they want to put in your head is this is one piece of a bigger puzzle that we're gonna try to sell you for years to come. I mean, that's that is the purpose of it. It's where we go back to the word franchise. It's no longer uh, this is a a story that you're going to come and enjoy where you follow someone on their journey from the beginning to the end and you leave after two hours and you had a fulfilling journey. No, this is just one more piece and we want you to come back for more. Mm -hmm. Now, does it have to do, is that more prevalent in like say genre films? Miguel? No, No, move in. Oh, that's (laughs) a good question. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it is. I think we really need to blame Blockbuster for this. And this is because... Oh, kicking a dead dog. No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. It's because it had to do with where do you put the films on the shelf. And those poor little stock boys who had to put those films up, you know, if you have a title that is completely different, like the James Bond films, Mm -hmm. you've got them all over the place. But if you have Amityville 1, Amityville 2, Amityville 3, they all go right together neatly. I was going to say, before Block, the numbering of sequels was all over the place. You had virtually the entire Lethal Weapon series, the Halloween series, the Friday the 13th series, Jaws. Uh, What else do I have left in here? Uh, You know, Exorcist 2 and The French Connection 2. So we were numbering sequels long before Blockbuster came into the picture. Can you really blame Blockbuster then? 
I think so. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. I think franchises that were strong enough, like the Bond films, Mm -hmm. never had to even consider doing that. Darn right. I mean, there are some sequels, like The Godfather Part Two. I cannot fault that film for anything. I love that movie, and I think it's great, whether or not it has a two after it or not. But I think there are a lot more numbered sequels that are pretty lame and lazy. The Godfather Three. Well, what's interesting about <laughs> that, that wasn't <laughs> lame and lazy. That was that was Coppola going off on a tangent. But what, no, but what's interesting about the title of that is Coppola wanted to call that the death of Michael Corleone. Right, he didn't that, want to call it the Godfather Part that's Three. That's true. And then Paramount said, "No, you've got to call it the Godfather Part Three. And that kind of went, you know what, Coppola, you shot yourself in the foot mm. by insisting on on Part Two in the first like place. Gotta, so you started a pattern. You, you got to stick with the pattern. You made the bed. You sleep in well, that. Well, really, dirty bed. for him, that movie was just the Godfather because when it finally aired on TV, he put it all together chronologically. Mm -hmm. and made the film that he wanted. So I think for him, it really was part two because he didn't finish it. I still blame him. (laughs) I blame the Asylum Production Company. (laughs) As you should. Because don't they do like crazy numbering and stuff like that with their sequels or just their titles alone? Just their titles. Their titles are just ripoffs. A lot of, and well, there's the ripoff titles. Well, let's get to those. Let's get to those in in, in a little little bit bit, later because Beth brought up the James Bond series, which I Mm -hmm. wanted to get to anyway. I don't think movie studios, I don't know that they ever even considered numbering sequels back in the day. And, and I think, did everybody watch that video, the angry video game nerd? I yeah. think, Miguel, you recommended it. The one I it. said to you, yeah. A lot of that was about video games. Mm-hmm. And his thing was, well, how is the audience going to know chronologically what to watch? And it's like, you know, pay attention. Do your homework. Why yeah. are, we, are we really training the audience and, to be and when so you said lazy? That, when you said, I, that I don't agree with the video because it's an amusing video no doubt yes but when you I don't agree with all of it no no no, but you did make the comment I don't agree with everything or something like that and when you said that you didn't tell us what you didn't agree with but I knew what it was going to be because I completely agree with you it's like, why, why do we have to coddle and hold the hand of the audience so much that we have to give a bullet point for the movie titles it doesn't make sense you have to remember that when uh with the advent of film they, a lot of people, filmmakers, producers, had no idea what they were doing. So they were just kind of emulating what was done in literature up to that point. And literature had series, had short stories, had sequels. Uh, like, for example, Sherlock Holmes, of course, is a really good example. And those books had their own titles. So thanks a lot, David. <laughs> so <laughs> literature and so books had their own titles. So, of course, when... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I tried to mute it and I unmuted it. <laughs> but so when movies, um, so when movies came about and they did their sequel thing too, yeah, when James Bond films started coming out, that was well before numbers were very much in play. They were just going over the book titles. Correct. You had Casino Royale was made, and then you had Doctor No and. And from Russia with Love and Goldfinger, it was just over. Because they always did include James Bond 007 in the marketing. It was in on the, the marketing. In the marketing, yes. but it was never included, it was never in, included the in the title. In the title. It was never exactly. James Bond colon. No, but at most that, it would like um, end credits would always say James Bond will be back. Right? Yes. Yeah, but and I think that was the first series where they didn't try to have like some sort of word connection in the title, like the Thin Man series or the Gollum right. series or the right. Universal Monster yeah. series, because they were associated with the books. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I guess they felt they didn't have to do that. Yeah, it was directly taken from the books. So they they had a template to work from already. They didn't have to, yeah. And that worked it. all the way up until 
even the Jack Ryan series with uh, Hunt for October, and mm-hmm. I know you know this is a sore spot for me, and Patriot Games and all of them, yes. they just picked the titles from the books. But when they decided to do their original screenplay, they had to put Jack Ryan in there for some reason. For the name recognition, I guess, I guess because there was no book called Shadow Recruit, because God forbid you think of a better title than that. But it just seems like titles are so cumbersome now with Pirates of the Caribbean, this and that. And that was deliberately made that way because they anticipated having a movie series. Well, Pirates of the Caribbean, you have the issue of it needs to maintain the connection to the Disneyland ride. But then they wanted to come up with titles for each of them. So you have these Pirates of the Caribbean is long to begin with. And then what, at World's End? And (laughs) if only it ended. Um, (laughs) It keeps coming back. And then, you know, we have the added thing of the 3D now, too. So now you have right. sequels oh, and yeah. the 3D. So With you have part two, have 3D. Say 3D in the title. That kills me. Yeah. Friday the 13th, oh. part three in 3D. Well, it goes back to, like you guys were saying, about coddling the audience. I mean, if you think back all the way to the 80s horror film, you know, The Exorcist, Exorcist 2, Exorcist 3, then The Colin. Was the Heretic. Not Exorcist 2, no. The Heretic. The Heretic, heretic. yeah. All right, yeah, The Heretic. Exorcist 2, The Heretic. And uh, what was 3 called? The Exorcist Three. They were gonna call it. It was sort of yeah. called Legion, but then they dropped. I that think it eventually. was just Exorcist Three. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think that's almost like a, a patronizing attitude towards the audience? It's like, oh, these guys. Are so I think stupid. it's very so cynical. We, yeah, we have it, to make sure. Well, that and they I know. think it also reflects a lack of imagination on the people creating the films too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is that. Just as equal. But, but I think I think there is a. It seems to be shifting now, though. We went through this whole pattern of numbering movies in the 80s and even into the 90s, but now it seems like they're moving away from that and more into, let's have an actual title, even if it is a cumbersome title. And I think the series that did this the best all throughout its history, whatever the quality of the films, the Batman series has never kowtowed to the whole numbering thing. All throughout the first four movies with... um, so Schumacher and Burton. Batman, Batman Returns, and then Batman with the, Forever. Ma- uh, Batman the Christopher and Robin. Nolan one. Even though Dark Batman Knight Rises Begin. is kind of a cheat on the Dark Knight, yeah. at least they tried. And then, of course, mm-hmm. Superman went off of that. Instead of doing th- two, three, and four, mm-hmm. Superman Lives and Man of Steel. So at least I think we're moving away from that. But still, we're moving into these huge, long... We're kind of going back to the old the old style of the Bourne supremacy, the Bourne ultimatum, the Bourne <laughs> legacy. It's, uh, the Bourne reborn, I'm sure, when the reboot comes out. What do you think of uh, what do you think of that? <laughs> I hate movies. <laughs> no, you don't. Is I, it that you don't like the movies, or or the movies no, themselves are not really the the point? No, the movies are not the point. Uh, it depends. I mean, I, I I do like. I think it can be annoying. Like I think the one time I liked when. Batman Begins, I liked when The Dark Knight came out. I think that was a nice, refreshing title. It was, because it also went off of the comic book. It did Mm -hmm. go off the comic book. You knew what it was talking about. I didn't see the movie, but Man of Steel, I think, was nice as well as far as titling goes. But at that point, you know, they were clearly just doing what Dark Knight had done. You know what I mean? It's like, let's think, what, what are some of Superman's little pseudonyms? Well, and then we got Dark Knight started the whole dark thing. We've got, what, Thor the Dark World and Journey into Darkness for Star Trek. Star Trek into Darkness, that's right. Not to mention Star Trek into Darkness had the exact same movie poster with Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, if we want to get into titling, then we can get into copycat postering as well. Star Trek is actually a really good example and one that Angry Video Game Nerd had talked about. Mm -hmm. When it started out as Star Trek the Motion Picture Mm -hmm. and then Star Trek 2 the and Star Trek the Motion Picture was even, I think, just a rip off of Superman the movie. I don't think they wanted to call it Star Trek the movie uh, just because it was, what, a year afterwards. But then we get Star Trek 2 through 6, 
with the subtitle. And I was actually glad when they dropped the number yeah. and went straight into Star Trek blah, blah, blah. Because the Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. Yeah. Well, no, the Voyage Home was still a numbered one. It wasn't it was until, Star yeah, it was Trek, Star Trek Generations. And, oh, but they went to like Insurrection. And correct. I don't know why. And that's I'm not the first saying, one I came up with, but yeah. Well, and it's know. not to say that those subtitles were great because they were kind of lame, but right. at least they stopped numbering them. Mm-hmm. Then that's when they stopped coddling the audience. It's like, well, this is kind of refreshing. Maybe we're Maybe we have... An audience that likes to think of itself as more sophisticated, or maybe we have filmmakers yeah, then the who... audiences start showing up too. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. You think so? Well, I mean, uh, you'd be surprised, it man. Must. People make decisions within five seconds. Where does the <laughs> fear? Where did the fear start, and where does the fear come from about not doing something like that? Like, there's clearly a fear, you know, where we where we have, you know, we have to make this as simple as possible so people know exactly what it is. It has brand name recognition. To get people into the theater, and like they did with Jack Ryan, yeah. the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, but again, yeah. at least they tried, even though they it wasn't try. a very Revolution. good Revolution. Revolutions. No, Revolutions. Revolutions. But the best example. Still, I wish Revelations had happened when I saw oh, that no movie. Kidding. The best example still of the ludicrousness to which titles can be mangled, I think, is the Rambo series. Because <laughs> you did have First Blood, yeah. and then Rambo: First Blood Part Two, and then inexplicably Rambo Three. Which isn't really Rambo three. It's first. Well, Blade that's 3. The, almost where you start off with. All right, so we. It's at like this the point, evolution of the title. Get, yeah, no. Let's let's put pick what people are going to. It's Remember. the brand exactly. recognition. It's like, what do people know? They don't. Nobody even remembers that the first Rambo is first called blood. First Blood. Exactly. It didn't yep. even have Rambo in the title. It's just called First Blood. Mm-hmm. Well, but then when they go and do the fourth one, they just say Rambo. Yeah. They were going to call it, I think, originally John Rambo, going yeah. off of Rocky Balboa, like Rocky which Balboa. is Rocky Six. Yeah. But then they just went with Rambo, and I'm like, well, that's just <laughs> way confusing. Because then I say, oh, I'm going to watch Rambo. Which one? Rambo. But <laughs> no, and you know which one. And you think it's first about the blood, you Rambo know which two, one. First Blood, Rambo 3, and Rambo. <laughs> think about the weatherman in LA. So, but what about... Uh, now, you know Rambo is the best one anyway. <laughs> 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 I will fight you, Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that we need awesome. to talk about Zombie 2 because this was an interesting <laughs> one, and this is one that I didn't understand. So the horror fans here, you guys are going to have to explain to me what happened with okay, Zombie 2. I, I can really explain this one. Uh, well, here you have... It's actually quite simple it when is you quite think simple. about it because it all has to do about money. This very much has to do about money, and it also has the added dimension of having to do with international release. So uh, you have a film made by uh, George Romero called Dawn of the Dead. It was scored by an Italian prog rock group called Goblin from Italy and has a big following in Italy, the film Dawn of the Dead. Except in Italy, it had the title Zombie, Z-O-M-B-I. It wasn't called Dawn of the Dead. So the Italian title was Zombie. When it came around time for uh, Lucio Fulci to make his zombie film, Zombie, they wanted to cash in on the popularity of Dawn of the Dead. And so zombie they called, in Italy. They called <laughs> Fulci's zombie, Zombie 2, which really has absolutely nothing to do with the Romero version. But it is purely, you know, cashing in, calling it Zombie 2. And they did this a lot. They did this a lot. Because the Italians have no scruples when it comes zero. to that. Zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah. They're, you know, if you go, like, for example, the Troll series or the Deathstalker oh, yeah. series, there are, like, four different Deathstalker 3s and a couple of different Troll 3s because there were different movies just taking the title to be part of the series. So that kind of thing happens. When Zombie, Fulci's Zombie was released here, 
It was called, for a while, just Zombie. And it's been re-released in America and abroad in different countries a couple of times. Sometimes you'll see it called Zombie, and sometimes you'll see it called Zombie 2. Sometimes, and so there are two, actually two sets of purists. Some of them claim that Zombie is the real title. And other purists who say, no, it's actually called Zombie 2. And I remember when, like, the big special edition came out here, two-disc, whatever, it was Zombie 2. And a lot of people were like, well, where's Zombie 1? I want to watch the first one first. I was like, well, technically it doesn't really exist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess you could watch Dawn of the Dead, but they don't tie in in any way, shape, or form. Did it also go by Zombie Flesh Eaters? The zombie flesh eaters, yeah. That was, yeah, that was uh, trying to follow the video. I, I, I just lost track. The at some uh, point the British you just go title. down this yeah. rabbit hole of, of titles and then yeah. subtitles and then the sequels to not really sequels but sort of sequels is just right. my, made my brain. Yeah, the, uh, that would be the British title, zombie the flesh British. eaters. That was the title. It was they had the uh, witch hunt for during the video nasty era. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have multiple American titles? I think in America for a while it was just zombie. You would go, it would be. Yeah, zombie. it was just, when mm-hmm. I saw it, it was just zombie. It was, yeah, Z O M B I E. Yeah, they added the E. Mm-hmm. So now, when it comes to numbering, what's your preference? Roman numerals or oh, Arabic God's numerals? Sake, what does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you why when you tell me your preference. Well, I mean, I guess if you get to like number. 2,343, and you have to... It's like M-C-M-I-I-V. It's funny. They actually stopped doing that. The MPAA stopped doing that with movies. When 2,000 rolled around, they just said, you know, enough of this Roman numeral nonsense. We're we're, we're going to just say 2,000. We don't feel like deciphering the Roman (laughs) numerals. Well, remember, Shakespeare used Roman numerals. We had Richard III, Henry IV. Oh, absolutely. Well, Godfather used Roman numerals. French Uh Connection used Roman numerals. And with the exception of Jaws... Um, most of the movies at that time used Roman numerals, and even mm-hmm. the Halloween series. Well, Jaws did. had to go into yeah. 3D, so it's hard to do the Roman numeral three. But they weren't anticipating D. that with Jaws two, because Jaws two was an Arabic numeral; it wasn't a Roman numeral. I think they were anticipating. You think so? The yeah, because didn't Friday the Thirteenth already go no, to? No, no. Was that? Oh, no, that no, was before. Jaws 3D, I think, was before Friday the Thirteenth three D. Jason X. I can't remember. Not that it matters. <laughs> but part threes and three D were popular. Were popular. So but that's not yeah. why Jaws two was with was with the Arabic numeral. But I heard something interesting, or I read something interesting at the time. When Halloween 4 came out, they switched from the Roman numeral to the Arabic numeral, and they said at the time, well, we're not sure children can understand the Roman numeral system. <laughs> That's just a lot. And you know, and you know who their demographic is. <laughs> they know their demographic. Yeah, yeah it's kind of funny on, on a multiple levels. Because one, you just insulted your target demographic That's in a huge right. way. And two, they're not even supposed to be your target demographic <laughs> in the first place. So I just I thought that was really hilarious. Well, Miguel, here's... Um, well, well, before, before you... Keep that in your head. I, I want to know what you, what you ask the question. What do you think? What do you prefer? I like the Roman numerals just because it's more elegant. It's, it's pretty. Just, it's a little. It's pretty. Yeah. It's a little. Yeah. I guess it's a little pompous. I but it's, I I, I kind of like it too. I guess. Yeah, because it's Shakespearean. It is Shakespearean. And when it and comes Friday to... the Thirteenth, never dropped it all the way up That's until true. Jason Ten. They made. They, well, I mean, they didn't change it. They dropped it for like Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. But when it came to Jason, Jason, Jason X, Space, it was Jason X, which is really you know Jason Ten. Let's be real. Yeah, but, and also the best Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah. I still haven't Jason seen in space. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I was going to ask him, uh, why did it get called Jason X instead of like, you know. Jason 10? Yeah. Well, I think because <laughs> they wanted can... it to sound like cool in space. Yeah. It does sound cool. <laughs> was that marketing or was it the Was that before oh. or after OS 10 came out? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought about when they had like the TX in Terminator 3. I was like, oh, you mean the Terminator OS 10? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Good question. I don't know. But uh, we'll look that up, will you? Yeah. Right now? No. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't have internet. <laughs> so then, of course, I love the really the the goofy ones, the goofy titles that don't mean anything, like History of the World Part One, when there was never going to be a Part Two or more, and the big I do bomb, love that Leonard actually. Part Six and. Angry Video Game Nerd obviously didn't get the joke with Naked Gun 2 and a half and Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yeah, I couldn't tell, like, is he being I was, ironic? Because yeah. that's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it sort of works in a way. It, it follows on the num- on the naming sequence while at the same time sort of poking fun at I wonder it. what the devil he wanted. I like that Naked Gun titling sequence. I Me too. I love it. I think, yeah. I think it worked well. Really because well, because it's making, you know, I always thought it was kind of making fun of oh, all those Oh, definitely. Sequels. Yeah. But I also love when movie titles incorporate an absolute lie, like Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Yeah. Or Jason Goes like, to Hell, the final Friday. Yeah, you're or, full of it. Yeah. It's like, Freddy's sure, dead. To yeah. Freddy Reborn, the new nightmare, <laughs> yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> so then we get into things like Alien and Aliens. This is another one where he went off Alien the rails. Alien Cube. And Alien Cube. See, it wasn't even, it was still You couldn't 83. even write it, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, how do you put that in print? I'm sorry. It was really hard Superscript. to type it's that. It's called Superscript. I know, but trying to make it artistic is one I thing, a, but then it's... I no, was working on annoying. a typewriter, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody cares. They just call it Alien 3 anyway. Yeah. So no. Like still... No, that was pure nonsense. Yeah. That was nonsense. Because actually, then, if it's Alien Cube, shouldn't it be like Alien 9? It should. Well, no. I gotta well, say, what's cubed? Of all these things, the thing that drives me crazy the most, and maybe you're gonna talk about it, are this, when titles are just acronyms like AVP oh. or <laughs> T2. Okay, and, AVP and Requiem. I hate that. I don't think it's T2's fault. I, no, no, no. I'm T2... not saying it's T2's fault. I'm just giving it yeah. as example as one of those. I actually wrote an article on this called "How Acronyms Ruin Movies." Uh, <laughs> someone set me straight. I hate acronyms, really acronyms in general. Oh, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. Especially when you're on a comment section mm-hmm. and everybody thinks they're being cute with TDK. I'm like, are we, are we talking about cassette tapes? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> 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 Say What's what TDK? movie you're talking about. <laughs> so, but yeah. With T2, it was clever because they were kind of doing this whole assembly line thing. It's like it's the next model. It's the T2 sort of a thing. But then Independence Day came out. Oh, ID4. And they called it ID4. I'm like, what? That makes zero sense whatsoever. Where was ID1 through 4? <laughs> I mean, 1 through no, one 3. Through three. You know, it just it just drove me crazy. And people just and, say it. Oh, yeah, you're going to say ID4? What is that? Yeah, people yeah. would say that's just no. There's no such movie. Yeah, <laughs> Does, doesn't exist. It's like, no. But yes, I, I can't stand that either. It's like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen becomes LXG. No, that was one of the worst things. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, was a terrible, terrible movie. But, too. but yeah, it was a, it was an unwatchable movie. But, I like that but, movie. I, oh, that's <laughs> one of the David Rains. What the fucks? That's but, the opposite oh, of the T two. That's the one I like that everybody else hates. Jeez. Oh, but yeah. LXG. Poor, poor Stephen Norrington. He LXG is pretty bad. bad. So then we have ones. One of my favorites, I think, is maybe Master and Commander: The Far Side of the World, <laughs> because they—it's like they really just couldn't make up their mind. They said, "Screw it, we'll just use both titles." <laughs> yeah. But I guess apparently that actually takes elements from almost every book in the series. But yeah. they're like, "How can we make this sort of combine?" And when you do a colon for the first film, it implies you're going to make another one. Really and they, they did not. They did not. Well, I think they meant to. Well, and that goes yeah. to the other one. It's this. I think they that... want to leave it open. That's like yeah. in the you know in films where they'll leave it open for a sequel with some kind of like stinger at the end that is it but it's the title <laughs> well, the stinger is if we make money we'll make another one yeah well and there's a lot of movies that start off that way like Remo Williams The Adventure Begins oh that poor 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 and movie. ends yeah <laughs> Or the most recently... blatant case of yellow face in film <laughs> oh my god <laughs> nah, worse than Mickey Rooney 
Well, here, Mick, yeah, no, it's not worse than Mickey Rooney at all. It doesn't come close to um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. However, it was in the, it was two decades later. It was two decades later, <laughs> and played straight. Yeah, it wasn't trying to play for laughs, which, I mean, which may make it worse. Yeah, it's hard to tell if it makes it worse or not. But yeah, you're right. But it's a little bit painful, and it's sad because as a kid, you, Chun was by far my favorite character. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. When you grow up, you're like, oh, it's Chun. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then then just most recently we had that Mortal Instruments, City of Bones, which I don't know that there will be more. Any more? I can't say. I don't yeah, know. Well, the, the most tragic that. example of that is Buckaroo Banzai. Oh. Yes, that's right. Buckaroo well, Banzai across the eighth dimension, which ends with Buckaroo will be back in Buckaroo versus the World Crime League or World Crime Organization. Syndicate? No, I don't think um, it was. No, I think no it was, it was World Crime League. Was I it League? I think it was League. Oh, and man, it never happened because <laughs> they, they got into some legal entanglements and couldn't make the sequel. I cried. I think one of the ones There's that irri- still have tears. Of tears. Still have tears. Yeah, still have tears. One of the ones that irritated me the most was X Two, because for the longest time I thought it was an X Files sequel. I was like, Oh, where's, the, where's, where's this X Files sequel coming out? I was like, It's an X Men sequel. You're calling it X Two? Oh, at, you know, you were talking. I was like, What the hell is X Two? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that movie. Which what 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 would have been just, just wrong with X Men? Something something something. It's got to be cool. Well, what no? What what it did have a subtitle. Uh, oh, X Men United. X- oh God, it's not awful? a great title, but no, they could have just horrible. left it that way. Just call it X Men United, not X Two nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think that they just think it sounds cool, sexy? I think so because that was still at the point where the the abbreviation was still kind of the way to go. Was that around? That was two thousand. That was the same year as Terminator Three. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it. It's possible. AVP two around this. <laughs> Oh, do we really have to talk about those movies? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's the bill, have... my friend. If it's the bill for today's topic, and then there is the most perplexing one of all: is changing a movie title to from something intriguing to something dull as toast. And to me, the most recent one uh, example of that is changing Tom Cruise's upcoming movie from "All You Need Is Kill," which is a title that doesn't really make any sense, but at least kind of makes you go, "What the hell is that about?" Yeah, let's check that out. To it has "Kill" in the title. To mm-hmm. "Edge of Tomorrow." Which doesn't it sounds make, like a soap opera. Wait, it does. Yeah, not only does it not make any more sense than All You Need Is Kill, but it sounds like a soap opera. It sounds like an episode of Star Trek. Bad anime. What the hell does it mean? So, and, uh, well, and, and John, John Carter. John Carter might be the most egregious. Jeez. John Carter is that. the worst it's example ridiculous. of this. Yeah. Especially changing a title from an intriguing title to just the main character's name. Especially and the when, main character's name that just has no kind yeah, of no, you could connotations for the, anything. Yeah, exactly. You could almost see the excuse with Jack Ryan. Almost. Because the because character had already name recognition. Yeah. There is an established character. John Carter's name is established for such a minute niche group of sci-fi literature nerds. Who would be upset yeah. at the who, yeah, Edgar the, Rice Burroughs right. book They are the ones who will be changed. most ex- upset about yeah. it. Not so they'll recognize it and then say it's wrong. Yeah. And their ridiculous reasoning was that... Um, Mars needs moms bombed so clearly it was yeah. the word Mars, Mars. The word, well that's the worst when they do when they come up with these marketing yeah, surveys that this somehow... didn't work so obviously that's the reason so we, we need to stay away from the word Mars that's so absurd it... or when uh, studios get scared like with a couple of dicks became cop out because a couple of dicks was a great title mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean seriously and nobody had tried to do that I think well, since but, but you have to admit that there is a little bit of a nice inside joke by calling it cop out 
True. Because it did there, cop because out. Because they copped out. That. Mm-hmm. And that, that, is a, that is totally ribbing the studio execs for that. But you're right. A far superior title by leaps and bounds would have been a couple of dicks. It reminded me of the tagline to The Adventures of Ford Fairlane with Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> when it's, it was something like, to his clients, he's the greatest detective of all, but to everyone else, he's just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a great tagline. It was pretty good, yeah. And, but they, they used it then. Well, mm-hmm. the other thing on that is remember all the trouble that Kevin Smith had with Zach and Miri make a porno yeah, where people they, oh, wanted yeah. to ban the poster. Yeah, they they did. I mean, if you go to find the film now, it's just called Zach, Zach and, and Miri. Miri, which is the dumbest title of all time. <sighs> yep. Everybody's getting But that soft. doesn't always, it's, does, it's not always. Okay, that was a hyperbole. It's not the dumbest title, but it was dumb. Zach and Miri make a porno, that's a good title. Do you think that would have been released like that in the 80s and 90s? Zack and Mary make a porno? I actually think it might have. In the 70s. In the 70s, it definitely would have. So what do you think about this idea of of moving? Sometimes it works. Sometimes moving from an unknown title or Mm -hmm. or an intriguing title to just the name of a person sometimes works, like Annie Hall, for example. I can't even pronounce the name of the movie that it was changed from, and I don't see it on there right now. Annie Hall works. Rocky works better than The Contender, for sure, because The Contender kind of makes you think of On the Waterfront, Yeah. at least me. Um, well, you... wasn't the contender the name of the vice presidential film that they came out with later? Mm. With... No, that's the candidate with Redford. No, 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 no. The one with um, Joan Allen. Is that the no? Contender? Gosh, yeah, that was like in two thousand though. Mm. That was what a quarter of a century later. But was it called the Contender? I thought so. I think it might. Anyway, have been. right. I think your point though is <laughs> just to bring us back, is sometimes it can be elegant. Like sometimes well, Rocky, it has an elegance Rocky to it. reminds you of fighters because it you have does, Rocky yeah. Graziano. It's a great and, name. Yeah. 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 You know exactly what kind of person you're talking you about when you Rocky. say Rocky. You don't have John <laughs> Carter? Right. Yeah. Is that the guy who, the, my, like, my pharmacist? On yeah. The... <laughs> like John Doe. Yeah. And when Rambo First Blood Part Two came out, my first thought was that is the dumbest title I've ever seen. Rambo? Why would you put, the guy's name is Rambo. Why would you put it in the title? Yeah, and then Chuck Norris tried to riff off of that when he was like, Braddock, Mission in Action 3. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, man. no, sorry, Chuck. It's not going to work. No. <laughs> and it sure did. Oh, you know you were there, though. I wasn't. Front row, actually. popcorn chewing. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that on VHS. I have I to. Know you do. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. It's not loaded. But going back to Jack Ryan, at least with Jack Ryan, they hedged their bets. They didn't just call it Jack Ryan. They called it Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. They wanted to have some sort of an intriguing they wanted subtitle. Wanted cake and eat it too. Exactly. They did. And they cake made is a bland tasty. cake. Mm. And then we have the titles that invoke a lot of interest. Like for me, Snakes on a Plane has got to be the most obvious one. Just the title just screams, you better deliver on this premise. <laughs> because it is the cheesiest, most ridiculous title that they wanted to change to, like, Passenger Flight 497. And well, I mean, isn't the rumor, I don't I mean, isn't the rumor that's, that Samuel Jackson was like, no, it's got to be snakes on a plane. Yeah, yeah Samuel Jackson threw a fit. David yeah. Ellis said he wanted to direct the movie based on the title alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were going to go and change it. Like, you've got yeah. a built-in fan base of people ready to see this film before you even roll camera. And because you want to change the, the title. What are you even thinking? I think Beth, you'd brought up the incredibly strange creatures. I can't even remember the. It's uh, the, the, the incredibly strange creatures who died and became no. mixed, mixed up, up zombies. zombies. The incredibly but strange no, creatures who stopped living. Yeah, stopped living. Mixed up zombies. There you go. Yes. <laughs> uh, Ray Dennis Steckler. Yes. Yeah. And Did then you, you see also it? have. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. You've got oh dad, poor dad, mom. It's not even in the close closet to his best film. Feeling so sad. That's another one. And then I can't remember the title for Merit Saad, in which. 
I Life know, and Death of Merit Saad performed by the inmates of the blah, blah, blah <laughs> for the benefit. <laughs> Do you guys see Blackula? Yes. Yes, of course. And, and scream, and scream Blackula, Blackula Scream. scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, no number in the no title. No. And a great title. Scream. Nice black exploitation. When you want to when you want to shout a title, that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever get now do you ever get confused by some movie titles that sound similar? Not us because we're movie buffs, but I remember in 87 when Fatal Attraction came hot off the heels of Fatal Beauty. Now, obviously, <laughs> Fatal Attraction was the bigger hit. Yeah. But a lot of people, we were showing both. We had a fourplex in our hometown, and I was working there. And we were showing both films. And the amount of confusion, the amount of people walking out of auditoriums going, what movie is this? I, <laughs> why is Whoopi Goldberg in this movie about <laughs> an adulterer? <laughs> and then you had Sandra Bullock doing 28 Days. When 28 Days Later came right. out, a lot of people really thought it was a sequel to the, yeah. to the Sandra Bullock alcoholic movie. I, I actually remember that happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I guess Monsters Ball came out the same year as Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. I don't even want to imagine. There's some children that were really upset. <laughs> I know. And some adults who were like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you this was going to be You just want to see some porn. fuzzy monsters and you get to see fuzzy Billy Bob Thornton testicles. Oh. oh. <laughs> I guess Phil, fuzzy Billy Bob Thornton testicles is as good a place to finish up as anything. Any parting shots? Well, no, I, I kind of want, I was interested. One of the titles you mentioned uh, in, in our thread online was A Clockwork Orange. Orange, uh, yes. which I think I, I've got to say that's one of my most uh, most favorite. It's one of my favorite titles from the novel or the film. I love that title. I haven't read the novel, and it's been a while since I've seen the film, and to this day, I don't know what in the world it means. Okay, do you want me to tell you? I would love you. Do you want you me to, to elucidate? Uh, I would like to be elucidated. Okay, so part of the reason that a lot of people don't understand the title of Clockwork Orange is because it comes from an idiom from, like, old antiquated Cockney. Which is queer as a clockwork orange, which essentially refers to an orange, like a fruit, that is made out of clockwork. Like So it's a combination of the mechanical and the living. So what you have in the film is, uh, we'll go with the film because we're talking about films. My, right. Malcolm McDowell's character is a human being. He's a vicious, vile, horrible human being, but he's a human being nonetheless, so he's an orange. And they... Uh, attempt to program him to make him clockwork, and it doesn't work. So that's essentially the whole premise of the whole film, and I just love that title. I love the premise of the film, but even hearing your explanation, uh, it doesn't... That doesn't make any sense. Really? Oh, <laughs> damn you! Come on, David. It's a great it's, title. I'm not saying it's not a great title because it's, it's certainly intriguing. And I just go, oh, Clockwork Orange, what is that? And I still don't know what that is. I guess you got to be British or maybe smarter than me. Maybe you should just see the film. I should see that. Or I have read seen the, the film. Book. I need to see the film again. Right. I should read the book. The book, I, yeah. is, is, the book is definitely is well worth it. I was reading. shocked. I came to a Clockwork Orange late yeah. in, in life, and I was really like, Damn, this is a violent movie, and I'd seen it a lot is. of violent stuff up mm-hmm. until that point. But well, so. yeah, it had to be to to, to kind of make its point. Which I mean, it, it the whole idea is as terrible as that character was. What they were doing to him to try him make him good was even worse. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the idea, and then and and it backfires, right? He ends up just going right back to where he was, but. Uh, but yeah, it's all about trying to imbue something living in flesh and blood and, and natural. And also with something removing synthetic. free will. Removing free will, something synthetic. So it's giving it's it's blending the synthetic with the with the organic. So at least it still makes sense in the context of the of the story. Oh, it totally makes oh, sense. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Did they ever does anybody remember what the explanation for Blade Runner was? What why why did they come up with Blade Runner? 
as opposed to the original title. No, no, no. I mean, I don't. I understand why they changed the title, but yeah. why change it to Blade Runner specifically? What does that phrase refer to? I mean, wasn't he a Blade, Blade Runner? Runner? Yes, That's he what was. I but what? But what is a Blade Runner? What does that mean? Wasn't it somebody who chased down replicants? That is what they did. But you're just talking about purely, yeah. purely, purely words, the words themselves. It's like, they oh, sound I, you're, you're, cool, you're a replicant dude. hunter. No, I'm a blade runner. You, what do you, 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 you're like a gun runner, but for razor blades. It uh, sounds cool. <laughs> you're a blade runner. It does sound it. really cool, but you're just on the surface of it, it's like that just. Honestly, makes no sense. I have. I, I it's terrible. To, I've never researched. I don't know that anybody. I, I think I read an article it's once. Because on we this. never questioned it, because we believed it sounded cool. It does sound cool. I don't question it as a fan. Of cool. that film, it's like it yeah. just sounds cool. Like I, I even read "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" Like, oh, yeah. Blade Runner is just better. much cooler. Yeah. Really <laughs> cooler. Yes. All right, um, I have one parting title mention that go. I want to. Lone Survivor. Oh, that's right. The the title that gives away the end of the film. My son and I sat down to watch that movie. It opens with Mark Wahlberg being helicoptered out, and Tony goes, "So uh, I wonder who survives." And I said. Dude, what's the title? He goes, you're kidding. He says, you're telling me that we already know the end of the film right now? And he goes, well, that takes away all the tension. Mm-hmm. And it sure did. Mm-hmm. And like- that one, doubly so, because they do start it at the end. So they show you who the, lo- you know, there could have been a little suspense as to which of the, whatever, six or eight right. guys survive. But they show you who the lone survivor is. And they tell you there's only one survivor. So you know from the beginning. So you know from everybody the beginning. But everybody except one is going to be dead. Yeah. I just remember watching the, the trailer and just I almost kind of laughed because they, they did this big survival thing like you were saying. Oh, well, how are all these guys going to survive? Lone survivor. I guess not. <laughs> and who's the star? <laughs> yeah. I guess he survives. Yeah, this that's... brings up another title that I really love and appreciate. John, John dies, dies at, at the, the end. end. Oh, yeah. that is a great title. But that's a great title because it plays tricks on it you. It totally mm-hmm. plays tricks. Yeah. yeah. And that's Finish brilliant. Me. It is brilliant. I love it. Lone Survivor is not. (laughs) What do you think of changing the title from Red Dragon to Manhunter? That's tough because the film Manhunter is better than Red Dragon. So (laughs) I'm talking about back then. I'm not talking about the new film that Abomination that Brett Ratner did. And I'm I'm going to go as far as to say, you can't get mad at it because it did. It was so good. And the the film Manhunter is better than than the novel Red Dragon. Which I have. That I don't know. That I disagree with. I, they both have merit, but I, I'm going to prefer Red Dragon over Manhunter. Don't get me wrong, I love Manhunter. I care for the novel, but I, I, <laughs> I did love Manhunter. Did you hear why they changed it? No. They thought that people would get confused that they would think it was a martial arts movie. So, I believe uh, it. Yeah, because I, I think it was that. the year after um, Year Enter of the Dragon. The Dragon no, Year of the Dragon. Oh. Year of the Dragon came out the year before. Yeah. So maybe they thought it was going to be a sequel to Plus, Year anything of the Dragon. Dragon, you're like, oh, it's got to be. Yeah. And see, now they go back to Red Dragon because they want it to people want it. to think mm-hmm. it has some martial arts connection because those films do better. Than no, actually, when they did Red Dragon, they just wanted to capitalize on Hannibal Lecter. They, yeah. That was all they were At thinking. that point, know, when Manhunter came out, there was no Silence of the Lambs. Nobody no. knew or cared. Mm-hmm. But now that they did, Brian they Cox go back was to the, the Hannibal Lecter back and then. And he was awesome. He was good. A better Hannibal Lecter. I he agree was, 100%. He was, he yes. was the more credible. I mean, he was the more believable, Correct. realistic. I, I but still to, creepy. I, I love Brian Cox as Hannibal Lecter, and I think he is far superior. Oh, yeah. Would you like to leave me your home phone number? Oh, he just freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Anthony Hopkins was fun and yeah. campy yes. and handy. No. Anthony Hopkins, I think, worked better in Hannibal than in Science of the Lambs. In Science of the Lambs, he was just too much of a clown. But in, in Hannibal, the movie was very operatic and over the top. I, I have to put admit, a clown in there. I think Manhunter is better than all of those movies. But uh, 
But yeah. I, do, I think it's better than the books, too. Did we just get off on a tangent? We did. Sure. Why not? All right. Dante, parting thoughts? Well, going back to the titles, we had Blade, Blade 2, <laughs> then Blade Trinity. Mm-hmm. And I believe... Thanks for reminding us of that one. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. I believe them not actually uh, having the three... I don't know, man. That well, they sort of had the three in the title, kind of. Yeah, yeah, but ah, people are like, what's the Trinity? It's like, dude, are you serious, man? It's Didn't you go to church? <laughs> but, uh, but that film was not blessed. It was cursed. Oh. Yes. Oh. No, we were cursed with oh, was We were. Miguel, any, any final shots? Final thoughts? No, not really. All right. Why, uh, okay, now the raid was originally the raid then it was raid Ray, okay the redemption. raid redemption that's a good that's a good one Did and also the subtitle changed? redemption is the worst ever it is terrible no one's redeemed exactly. no. <laughs> well sort of the the but criminal brother yeah but it's not the center of the story no. yeah um, i think i think if i remember reading correctly which it's been a long time but i remember that they wanted there to be something more. Either they wanted there to be something more to the title or they wanted there to be something in the title that implied, once a again, sequel. that it was part mm. of a series. And I, I think, what, is it Gareth Wasn't Evans? Wasn't another movie called The Raid, though? Like, like maybe. years before, maybe. I'm sure there have been a ton of movies called The Raid, but, actually. But, but, but calling but from, it Redemption sounds like the end yeah, instead of the beginning. Well, I mean, my, what from what I remember reading, and again, I could be completely remembering this wrong, but... I, I remember something about Gareth Evans just popping that word on there to satisfy them and, and him not, almost as a joke. It has no meaning whatsoever. It no, really doesn't. Raid yeah. 2, right? No, it's the Raid Berendal, if I'm pronouncing it yeah. correctly. Yeah. Well, well, and they're sort of calling it the Raid 2. We'll see when it actually hits screen. Well, they're calling it the Raid 2, oh, colon, and then a subtitle. <sighs> Why so, bother? Back to the colons. That's just the ultimate redundancy. Now we're back to Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Because there's yeah. somebody who makes money on those colons. It's like, true. <laughs> no, what it is is that colon, that colon symbolizes our colon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that they're ramming this movie into. And on that note, <laughs> all right, well, thank you all for joining us in uh, next week or next podcast, I guess I should say. Should you give us an opportunity to discuss our upcoming projects or the next thing? You know like, what? Beth, what do you have working? What are you working on right now? Do we have shows coming up? Depends hey Beth, when this airs. Is, is this podcast <laughs> going to be edited be? in time for us to to push our... We, we, are... we have some exciting stuff coming up at the Digital Gym. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and and not only that. Well, I mean, if we can't use this, not only that, but let me suggest that everyone go to the meetup groups and join the film geeks at the Digital Gym Cinema, so you can be up on all of our, our events coming up. And that's at meetup.com. The yes. film geeks. The film geeks at the Digital Gym Cinema, and we have. Uh, let's see. First coming up is the San Diego premiere of We Are What We Are, the remake of the Mexican horror film. The premiere and the last screening at the same and, time. And yep, oh, well. and that'll One be on only. February fifteenth, Saturday, nine o'clock at the Digital Gym Cinema. We're about fourth sold out with that now. So El Cajon and 29th. and then the following weekend on a Friday and Saturday, we have Zoe Bell in Rays, and that's going to be ten o'clock both nights. And that and again Rosario is a, Dawson's in it for like ten seconds. It's awesome. <laughs> and that's fighting women. Oh yeah. Yes, women kick ass. Which is never a bad thing to watch. Never a yeah. bad thing. And it's not like the cat fights that you that no. some people are expecting. It's like knuckles Full to on. the teeth, balls yeah. to the wall. Is this raid three? 
No, 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 not even close. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push it that. But but it's fun. It's fun. Yes. Yeah. Really nice thing we're having is we're having Graham Skipper come down for the San Diego premiere of Almost Human on March 1st. Mm-hmm. That film will also be playing on February 28th, but he will have a video introduction for that. Um, but he will be here in person on March 1st. Both of those are also, all these films are at the Digital Gym Cinema, so you can 2921 check. El Cajon Boulevard. Yep. Miguel, is that what you were going to say as well? About the Digital Gym goodies? Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I wanted to make sure that we could do that, David. Uh, yes, we can. Yes, we can. But there are no rules here. And <laughs> and also, um, my own podcast, Monster Island Resort, just had a couple of new episodes go up. Yes, all... I listened to the first one. Oh, good. Thank you very much. All about uh, the filmmaker Edgar G. Ulmer. One uh, interview with his biographer, Noah Eisenberg. And the second one, an interview with his daughter, um, which was a lot of fun to do. And then uh, Beth and I have a episode coming up this week. I don't know when this episode's going up, David. I don't so. know either. So <laughs> get to work. But uh, as of this recording in a couple of days, uh, there's an episode all about a nice, intimate little horror film festival in Wales. And I had a foreign correspondent, Beth Ahmad, <laughs> on site to yes. interview filmmakers, oh, to nice. interview directors. And, and uh, we talk about her experience, listen to some of the interviews. And one of the interviews is with uh, composer Fabio Fritzi, who is one of my favorites. Who of the, yeah. composed the score for Zombie 2. That's right. He did Or whichever compose. zombie number you want to assign he, to it. All right, he composed the score for Zombie slash Zombie 2 slash Zombie Flesh Eaters. Yes. Awesome. Dante, you got anything on the horizon? Right now, I'm finishing principal photography. I'm probably about two weeks out uh, on Penance, which is going great. We just got Jose. How do you say Jose's last name? It Turiaga. I never really, I never really like read it. Yes, that guy it begins with an <laughs> I, and it's really long. Uh, so right now, we are working on uh, final designs for uh, building the torture rooms, dungeons, and traps, and it's going really well. I'm glad uh, that uh, I'm working with this guy and. Uh, we're going to be moving right along. So, so what can out. we expect from this film? Because I do believe that we want to bring it to and the big screen. Does it have oh. a number after the title? Yes. Ah. Or is it, or is penance it colon, colon something? There will be a penance colon. As a matter of fact, I have a colon. You should call it penance colon colon. colon. <laughs> it should be colon. penance colon the C-O-L-O-N. The cleansing. <laughs> yes, it should be <laughs> penance colon 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 the cleansing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys are crazy. Someone turn so, off Miguel's uh, mic. Again, yeah, that's going very well. I'm looking forward to uh, getting to post-production and, like I said, getting this to the big screen. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you guys at the next session, and thanks for joining me.